0: Fans, how are you in mid-August? So I guess this is late summer, I suppose. It's August. We keep saying what is a day, right?
1: We don't even know. No one knows what it days blends. are. Blends. they all blend together. We'll talk about traveling. We don't have a guest today, so we'll talk about traveling in just a second. Then the movie Sputnik around minute five, Boys State around minute twelve, The Burnt Orange Heresy around minute twenty-three, Made in Italy around minute thirty, The Secret Garden around minute thirty-five. A Thousand Cuts around minute 40, Red Penguins around minute 41, Movies We Didn't See around minute 47, The New Cut of Apollo 11 around minute 48, Black is King around minute 49, The Documentary Howard around minute 54, Coming up next around one hour and five minutes, and then Shakespeare in the Park around one hour and ten minutes. Normally, August used to be a month I
0: took vacations
1: Everyone does. And
0: visited places, and now I'm just looking at my four walls.
1: That's okay. So well, how was vacationing, Carl? I vacationed. I left the state, but I drove, and um, it was interesting. It, um, some places are better than others, and uh, that's all I will say about that. Uh, some places um, – respect the distancing other places do not uh, i i would say that the bigger places are the ones like the not necessarily the chains but places that have uh more of a national presence are more interested in keeping people safe not that not that the mom and pops aren't doing that either but it's better if you have more than one location, then you can have specific guidelines. rather, Because then if the company has specific guidelines, then you're not just relying on the state or local guidelines. You, you understand what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. We use, I used to have a rule that when the boys and I did road trips— No chains. We, no chains. But obviously now— that would be i would see how they would have a mandate about being safe and then also uh you know those yelp reviews and everything if they get dinged by Mm -hmm. covid it just reflects
1: poorly well we went to a let's see this can be generic we went to a hard rock and they were because my daughter wanted to go to a a roadside attraction and she considered the hard rock cafe a roadside attraction which it is and so the road the roadside attraction Uh, The Hard Rock Cafe, we sat outside on their patio, and everybody was all masked up, and it was nice. And then until somebody brought their dog, and then it wasn't so nice. Mm.
0: Yeah, you have to just kind of uh, look, and you you know what what you're going to feel safe doing. And uh, one of the things is uh, with the numbers, St. Clair County, uh, yesterday was over the eight percent acceptable so they're gonna have to probably go back to phase three of the governor's Mm -hmm. thing st louis county and st louis city have gone back to the earlier numbers yeah so you can't gather over 50 no and then St. Charles is Wild Wild West. They <laughs> don't really have have that. So that's where the movie this week is uh, – next week is going to land. Unhinged is going to be the first major studio release in a movie theater,
1: only it's going to be at the AMC in St. Charles. Because the AMC is doing – and then they're also – the AMC is also having uh, uh, COVID movies at Spanish flu prices because uh, the first – the first day, all of their ticket sales are going to be fifteen cents. It was nineteen twenty prices for twenty twenty movies.
0: Oh, so well the in the unhinged tickets are on sale. If you go to the their website and you can buy them in advance now. That where the AMC is in St. Charles, isn't it? The streets of St. Mm-hmm. Charles. Yes, it's a very nice it's, area. It's
1: right on the other side of the river. Right, there's a Dewey's out there. There Brazilian steakhouse. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of chain places. Right. And Noah's Ark used to be there, and it is not anymore. Right. So
0: that's where we are. Now, the high point is showing Made in Italy, which I'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. And then the Galleria and the B&B in Wildwood and Wentzville are still around, and then the drive-ins. Now, one of the movies this week that you're going to talk about, Carl yep. Sputnik, I have seen Midnight, they are at a lot of drive-ins, but our local drive-ins are more retro yeah, and, and family-friendly. I don't know why that is we're not showing the b movies
1: no no we're not, they're not showing any current movies they right. are they were showing a a current movie from a local person but they weren't doing anything
0: right so you want to talk about sputnik first let's talk
1: about sputnik first so I saw Sputnik. You tried to watch Sputnik. Yes, I did. And then it got gory and gross and I
0: stopped it. And then when I went back to watch it, the link it expired.
1: So. I think that's a stupid name for this movie.
0: I do too because it reminds you of the satellite from the 50s.
1: And then, then the Russian president just said that the new COVID vaccine, that is not really a COVID vaccine, that is still in stage one, even though they say it's in stage three, they're calling that Sputnik as well. So Sputnik, this has nothing to do with the, the only thing that uh, I guess it does. There is an outer space theme, but it's not like it happened. It it happened in 1983. It didn't. It didn't happen in the 50s. Right. So, right. And, and it doesn't need to be in 1983 either. No. It, it no. does. It doesn't because I mean, but they talk about Afghanistan. There. It, it I understand, they're going for a Cold War kind of vibe. But they this could have been in ple- present day. And I I thought the lead actress. Well, first of all. It's in Russian. The whole movie's in Russian, so that might turn off a whole bunch of people because. But
0: she's very
1: good. She is really good. I liked her yes. very much.
0: Oksana
1: Akinshina. See, look at you. I know. I wrote it down and studied it. She's she's very good. She is a she's a lady doctor. She's a lady doctor, and they need they need the, the proletariat. They need someone, uh, from the inside to look at what's going on so uh basic premise it's aliens or it, alien the yeah, first alien it is
0: she's ellen ripley let's just face it she's uh, kind of sort of
1: but see I'll, it's the first 35 minutes of alien the first 35 minutes of alien except that the chestburster doesn't kill the host it's a parasite and host or is it a symbiotic relationship that's what that's what the doctor wants to say and so they come back from space the two cosmonauts come back from space and one of them is alive and the other one i guess is dead they don't really
0: yeah it's a it's a well he
1: uh the one that's
0: got the host is supposedly the lone survivor and
1: he's a big hero well that's what that's what the government is telling everybody oh he's in quarantine he can't come out for three weeks and then in three weeks everything will be fine But in the meantime, so they have three weeks to figure out what is inside this guy because it comes out at night, and then it's only out for like uh, 75 minutes, and then it goes back in the guy. And that's what you didn't like, Lynn. And it's not that gory.
0: Well, I have – it's just I can't watch this stuff at night. It's just because then I have dreams.
1: Well, it is an IFC midnight film. I know,
0: which is what people are supposed to watch. It's very enigmatic. It has um, the – it, it is suspenseful, I will say that. It's got a nail-biting quality to it. But the goriness just kind of was hard for me to take as a as a wussy woman here. <laughs> but uh, it is very clever, I will say that. And then she is very good. And like all Russian things, you cannot trust the people. Like they're yeah, saying to trust her, trust us. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's the first thing. Right, it's
1: 1983 and the Cold War is going on. And they want to they use this uh, parasite as a weapon. And so uh, I, I, I don't I, – that, that to me didn't bother me, but it didn't, it didn't hook me either. This was going to be the first movie in the Tribeca Film Festival – in April. That's right. That's right. There's a lot of them that we're getting from Sundance. We're
0: getting from Tribeca. We're getting from uh, you know the Venice is still supposed to be going on mm-hmm. in September, so we'll see. But we're getting some things like we'll talk about the burnt orange heresy later. But that was that was the
1: closer at Venice last fall. Mm-hmm. Well, so- that there was a there was a movie that premiered at Sundance last year called. Uh, the Lodge? Yeah. Was, yeah. I watched that because uh, now it's 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 18 months later and they're releasing these movies now. I don't know why it took so long for a movie that was at Sundance in January of 2019 to come out now. But the, uh, <laughs> I think they're spacing them
0: out just because uh, what they we can. thought – well, you know, when the Uh, pandemic first shut everything down in March we thought by now we'd be back to somewhat of a normal thing but because as we've talked Mm -hmm. people aren't following the safety protocols we're still where we are yeah so well
1: I enjoyed Sputnik but when I was a film student I used to I know this is wrong and I know people. There's a lot of hate if I say this, and come out and say this. When I used to watch foreign films, I what Netflix is doing in other countries, watching it at one and a half speeds. I used to do that because you could do that on VHS. You could speed it up and you could read along what's going on. No, you don't get the suspense, and no, you don't get the you don't get the sound effects. You don't you don't hear what's going on, which is why I like the podcast when you can speed them up. But I. I understand why the filmmakers don't want that going on, and I really wish I could speed this up because it is—it's almost two hours long, and it's—it's uh, it's slow. It's slow, and then one—I uh, I would I'm say not, I'm I would not going to say s- deliberate. I, yeah, it's deliberately slow, but and you know what? I could have still sensed that if I would have sped it up a t- speed and a half, and I wasn't allowed to do that. And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for it, but I love I love watching foreign films that way because you can do that. And because you're reading, and I can read fast. And so I, I've I made a confession here, and I'm sorry to say that I this is one of those movies that I could have done. Like, I, I just watched The Prey that we'll talk about uh, next week, and I wish I could have sped that up, and it was only an hour and a half. So uh, Sputnik, it, after... In the second half, it doesn't turn into a monster movie. It turns into a prison break movie, <laughs> and it's just uh, it, it. Let's just say there's not going to be a sequel to Sputnik. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's uh, it doesn't end very well for the anybody. It, well, and that's not giving anything away because you know you know like five minutes in, all these people are going to die <laughs> because it's a monster movie, which is. The best part, right? But, but right. the but the doctor is still the final girl, right? And I'm and not giving it away if anyone right. doesn't make it to the end or not. But right, it's well, it's you very, can. Kind
0: of, <laughs> I think you can kind of guess what's going to happen. Well, you you can. <laughs> yes, you know, even even me watching just part of it, it was like you
1: know what's going to happen.
0: The Russians have secrets. Yes, they do. <laughs> All right, let's
1: let's uh let's go to something now that is. Is it hopeful or is it not not hopeful? I have thought about this.
0: I have thought about this off and on thinking it's terrifying and hopeful at the same time. It just depends on, you know, uh, well, the way the film, this is a documentary called Boy's State. Mm -hmm. And I remember kids going to these things it's been the american legion started it in 1935 right. the picture of bill
1: clinton shaking
0: jfk's hand is because of boy state is very famous and then we had uh, a lot of r- presidents have done it right and uh rush limbaugh rush limbaugh did it with with, missouri, missouri state missouri, missouri state mm-hmm. cory booker went to the new jersey one and they show
1: all of these at the beginning of the movie
0: right so you have uh, uh these these very I would not say they're diverse at all. Mm. Um, Texas, there's a few diverse. There are. But, and, and they spotlight them. Right. They spotlight Renee, who, mm-hmm. who said— He's he, from Chicago. He's a black student who's never seen this many white people together. Right, And then uh, there's— you think there'd
1: be more Hispanic people down yes, there, but there
0: aren't. And then one of the guys that is featured, who I do think is going to have a career in politics— is Stephen Garza?
1: Well, he spoke at the Democratic Convention. I know, so I think
0: that that's not telling telling um, too much, but it is. He, he, p- well, he
1: also he also says that uh, the youth is not going to save America because, according to him, most of the Generation Z they are more conservative than people think. Oh yes,
0: well this is largely why well, I'm saying it's not so diverse. Is this is it's a, a large, this on Apple TV, by the way? Yeah, Apple TV, and uh, well, not Apple TV, Apple Plus. Apple Plus. I'm sorry. Because I'm sorry, sorry. Ray Hartman is so confused about all these streaming services. It's
1: Apple Plus. And I, but said, it's also a24.
0: So right, I said you do not have to have Apple TV to watch it, but Apple Plus, And if you have a new iPhone, you should get it for mm-hmm. free. But it's only like five ninety nine, six ninety nine. And whatever. this
1: was at Sundance this year.
0: Yes, and it won the Grand Jury Prize for Documentary, right? which I was surprised because Crip Camp, who I've been Mm -hmm. touting all year, that was the, I think, runner-up. And is this better? I don't think so. Really? Yeah. I think they're both maybe equal for different things, but the uh, Crip Camp uh, was the
1: Audience Award winner, Mm -hmm. I think. Well, I I liked this. um, It's really weird— um, there is something I don't want to be spoiler even about this. It was a documentary. It actually happened, um, and it was 2017 is when they filmed it. Right. So, so um, they they what those guys did was in the news the year before, but what happens is they introduce a character halfway through and then they don't tell you what happened with that character who becomes a major player in what's going on in their little campaign. And so it's weird that We don't know about the guys. Yeah, we don't know about the federalists. The
0: federalists. Well, basically, if you don't know about Boy's State, it's a week long program and it's a civics lesson in America. And they recreate government unit and they have elections. Two parties: federalists and nationalists. And they bring up things and and at first it's really stupid stuff that they're bringing up, Mm -hmm. uh, like. you know, send all the Priuses to Oklahoma, right? And uh, you know, just different things like that. So then, some of the more serious, but kids. The, the the
1: highest, uh, the highest
0: political office is governor, right? And they pick two, uh, each. Ne- it's federalists and nationalists, and they mm-hmm. pick a party, a state chairman, and Renee, the the one black kid. Well, that's th- that's
1: the th- that's the thing. Uh, the governor doesn't have the powers. The political chairman have the power,
0: right? And uh, so Rene, who's got a background in church, mm-hmm. he wows them with his oratorical skills, and he gets elected for the nationalists. And then this kid who I wanted to sympathize with Ben because of his <laughs> because, meningitis. He, had, he's he doesn't have legs.
1: He he's double amputee, and he's got a he has he has. You don't want to say handicaps, but. Because he uses he actually uses them to his advantage.
0: Yes, but he is a Carl Rove Jr. Carl
1: mm-hmm. Rove he Rove's he, a
0: good he, um, he he's
1: very Machiavellian.
0: Yeah, he um, decides that the ends justify
1: the means. So
0: when they find out, And he
1: even says that Renee, you're a good guy. I don't. I, I nothing's personal.
0: Yeah, and so he uh, the kid that they run for president for governor. You don't know anything about him. No. And I just bet that he – you never hear from this kid again. It's probably like one of those American Idol winners when they didn't want to go with the gay kid like Adam – with Adam Lambert. The Chris Allen one. Mm-hmm. And what does he – you know. You know what I'm saying. They right. go with the with – the, the pretty a, little
1: – the he's he's – candy. He's eye candy rather than substance. Right.
0: So Stephen Garza is this likable, very honest as they come, wants to do good in the world. But he's and very liberal for he's Texas. He's very liberal for Texas and he, he was never going to win. He, he, he voted for, I mean, he helped Bernie Sanders, but the the, uh, the other side finds out that he participated in a March for Our Lives. After, uh, because there was there was a shooting. <laughs> Parkland. Right. Yeah. And so they made. Make it sound like he's anti-guns and in Texas mm-hmm. that is a big thing right the anti-guns so they smear him and he does he does kind of redeem himself but he's a good he does write a good speech yes but because of their tactic well we're not gonna say because it, it, it keeps you suspenseful like I didn't really know how things were gonna go but this Ben Feldstein <laughs> kid mm-hmm. is uh politics today and and the the nationalists were like politics that are like hopeful and that we should be, <laughs> but that's never going to happen again. It doesn't seem like it. And no. um, it's a it's um, ideological. How do you say this? Ideological. Mm-hmm. Yeah, differences. But the kid that I found very fascinating was this Rob McDougal. Yeah, he was. He's a, a Bitcoin millionaire. He is a hoot. Mm-hmm. He was going to run and then he realized Garza was so the better, better candidate, candidate. And he did the respectable thing. Right. And then he said he was only going to apply to one college and he applied to West Point mm-hmm. cuz he looked to
1: me like a surfer dude. Right. And then here he's going to West Point. And he's he he's a he's an interesting an interesting character, and then you find out what happens to him.
0: Yeah. So it's very interesting. Some of the kids, and some of the kids are very moved by the honesty of Garza. Mm-hmm. And then uh, mm-hmm. even Ben, I think, knew that uh, his tactics were going to come back. Karma was going to get him one of these days. Mm. <laughs> uh, I don't know.
1: But see, I like the way that they portray Robert McDougall as the farthest right leaning of. Everybody that introduced and knew. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. No, he just uh, – he went with positions just uh, mm-hmm. just because he this knew how help to play. Me win. The, yeah, the, just because he knew how to play the crowd.
1: The, the, uh, the two main things were pro-gun and pro-life. Right. And so March for Life is not good for young Steven.
0: Yeah, so um, it's very interesting, but I think it's worth a look, you know, because on the one hand, it's hopeful, and on the other hand, it's kind of frightening because this is the
1: generation of the future. Well, also, the fact that um, they asked me what I—A24 asked me what I thought of the film. I said, I hope that these filmmakers do this again at Girl State because that girls are meaner than boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and oh, so I would yeah. like to see what they did— what they can do with this, but now it, it's, they had, I don't know how they shot this film, and I don't know how many kids they actually shot because there are cameras everywhere. Yeah, I think and, these are the people that did the Spelling Bee movie. Okay, that well, that makes sense. It's just, it's, and you don't see other cameras everywhere, so like they were the only cameras, and they follow only five or six kids, and you barely see any adults anywhere. And you think there'd be a call for decorum or anything, but the adults are barely, barely in the movie. Well, they show the at American the beginning,
0: Legion guys at sitting the beginning. there. Yeah, but they do show them later on in the crowd. But the they judge the one guy judges the talent show.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah he he is a he is a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Typical Texas Republican. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but it's very interesting. I just thought because it's like you're fly on the wall.
1: And I know, and I have family in Texas that are Republicans. They are not typical. Like, I mean, they, the, this was stereotypical. <laughs> and of course, you have to have that in your movie. You have to have the stereotypes because if you're going to show people breaking the stereotypes, you have to have the actual stereotypes in the film. Which, and I, I enjoyed it. Um, and I don't, I don't know if it, Bodes well for the history of our The future of our country Yeah uh, the, the um, As
0: Rob uh, McDougal He wanted to do the measuring mm. Hey, do you think I, think I can
1: say that? No No, you shouldn't say that at all But it is very much testosterone uh, Fueled Yeah, boys are dumb and they smell funny <laughs> That's what I tell my daughter all the time Boys are dumb And they smell funny and uh, as one who raised two boys, I, I totally agree. You can agree? N- no, <laughs>
0: yes. Well, um, you know, there was that uh, revelation about 10 years ago that boys' brains aren't fully formed till they're like 25. That's about right. So that's why I usually
1: say boys do stupid stuff. That's right. All right. Let's uh, – let's, I, I thought that this was a political movie too, The Burnt Orange Heresy, but it, I, I guess it's not. No, it's so good. It's a neo-noir, which
0: I love, and I found this movie fascinating, and I loved it, and then you go online and look at other critics, and they're like, "Yeah, it's okay. But you liked it. I liked it, and everybody I've talked to locally Mm -hmm. that has seen it likes it as well. It is set in the art world, which is both pretentious and sophisticated on purpose. Ah, and they show you that. So the director is a guy, Giuseppe Capitano. Where are my notes here? I did do notes. Uh-huh. Girl. Uh, Capitanda, I think. And I saw uh, his foreign film about 10 years ago called The Double Hour. And I okay. was very, it was really good. It was when Laura used to be at Landmark and she would give me yeah. the discs. Yeah. Really good movie. So it's set in a very gorgeous place, Lake Como. Mm-hmm. And that is at the uh, – the, the Al- it's at the end of the Alps. And also, if you want to reference it, George Clooney lives on the – Oh, Clooney. of course he does. And uh, the place that they use for the mansion – is where John Legend and Christy Teigen got married in 2013. And, and probably where they made their uh, up-to-becoming third baby. <laughs> and it's gorgeous. Mick Jagger, of all people, plays this very wealthy art dealer. Mm-hmm. And he has got a twinkle of mischief in his eye. And he sets the whole ball in motion. And on his property is a reclusive artist, Played by Donald Sutherland. This cast is fabulous, and although Mick is only in two scenes, he makes the most of it. He He's is Mick Jagger. He is r- very much a rogue, a very wealthy rogue in this. So the the main character is played by a Danish guy named Klaus Bung. or well, I Klaus Bung, I looked up how to say his name, and it he, looks like. Clay's bang. Right. And he is in the movie The Square, which I didn't see, but also set in the art world. Mm-hmm. So he uh, is this uh, British
1: dude. It was supposed to be Christopher Walken. Right. But it's Claibon.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I think Christopher Walken was the— Would have been Mick Jagger? The, No, the Donald oh, Sutherland. Oh, Donald Sutherland? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And uh, so— Because this is
1: based on a book.
0: Yeah, it's based on a book, 1971, Charles okay. Wilford. Okay. And it is uh, – it's. I just love these kind of mysteries. So. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. Donald Sutherland was going to play right. the walking character. So Donald – No, no, the other way. Right? Donald Sutherland's wonderful. So he plays this artist named Jeremy uh, – no, I'm just forgetting. Jerome name. Denby. Jerome Denby. dead Debney. Debney. Sorry. And he uh, is—years ago, he had a fire in his Parisian studio that destroyed all his artwork. So he has become a recluse, and he's living on Mick Jagger's property— And they concoct this scheme because they think, oh, if he has any art, it's going to be worth something. Mm -hmm. Because basically, they don't know if he's painting or not. Right. He hasn't tipped off. He hasn't painted anything since his fire. And so they are going to try to uh, rip him off of a painting. The the main guy is an art critic who has... uh, fallen from grace and he needs to redeem himself Mm -hmm. and that's how he's earning a living and he lives in milan so this is just so gorgeous i think i said gorgeous on the radio last week like 10 times so who's elizabeth the biggie she is an american on holiday but she also has a backstory Mm. and uh she meets she attends this lecture by uh the art critic and they have this witty banter mm-hmm. sparks fly so five minutes later after the movie starts they're
1: shucking up well okay what what is the burnt orange heresy is that the name of one of his famous paintings or something or that is the painting that um, they're going to Steal. swindle. okay except but they, that's don't, know, got they, they story. don't know they don't know if it exists or not right
0: okay well that's what uh, uh Jerome calls it okay but I can't even spoil this. I cannot okay. spoil it. All so right. that's what's so delicious. So anyway, Elizabeth Debicki is so damn gorgeous. Yes, she she is. is so tall and striking, and so she and uh, the art critic they bond. And
1: uh, she was the she's was in uh, Great Gatsby and Widows, mm-hmm. and she's going to be in Tenet. Oh, one day. Yeah, yeah. And Man From U.N.C.L.E. Oh, I liked I loved I enjoyed Man From U.N.C.L.E. I wish they would have made another one. If you see her, she's from Australia. If you see her, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and this, she plays a girl from Minnesota.
0: Okay. So they— but uh, even though she's Australia. Okay. So after uh, a week, you know, after this day of uh, shagging, I mm-hmm. should say. In 10 days, she's going to be 30 years old. <laughs> uh he asks her class, asks her, "Hey, I've been invited to uh the the estate of Mick Jagger, mm-hmm. and you want to go with me uh, yeah. so everybody is captivated by her, yeah. and she uh they get they get an invitation also to Jerome's place on mm-hmm. the on the estate, and she just charms the charms him. Mm. So, as uh, film noirs do, things start unraveling, ah, and things get really crazy. And the last third, I totally bought it. Okay. Some people have issues with the ending. I totally could see this happening, and I found the the true end of it delicious. Okay. And I enjoyed this movie so much, and it's just it's just fun to watch a. Pretty people. This was in a, a, a year ago movie. at the Venice
1: Film Festival. Right, another movie that took eleven months to
0: come out. Right, but you know, for an escape like you're watching mm-hmm. Italy, you're watching just gorgeous scenery and it's pretty people, mm-hmm. and it's a fun mystery and it's very well written. The guy who wrote it, Scott B. Smith, the, the screen adaptation, mm-hmm. wrote the movie A Simple Plan ah. with Bill Paxton and Billy Bob Thornton. Mm-hmm. Who And that was so good. He also wrote The Ruins. Yeah, how it pitted the brothers together. Mm -hmm. He got nominated for Academy Award. Right. Oh, my God. That just broke your – Billy Bob Thornton broke your heart Mm -hmm. in that movie. Oh, that was so good. So – Anyway, I highly recommend it. Uh, if you if you need a movie to watch this weekend or next weekend, just uh, bank on that because okay. I just think you it's the best you one. liked it. No yes. matter
1: what anyone else says. No. All right, so let's stay in Italy and say yes. uh, made made in Italy. Speaking of another beautiful setting, this is in Tuscany. Hmm, I've been there. So,
0: oh man, talk about a, a vacation fever. You know, you're watching these gorgeous places, and here we are. Mm-hmm. So this has got an interesting story because it is Liam Neeson acting for the first time with his son, Michael. Ah, who has taken his mother's maiden name, I believe. Right. Now, the backstory here, because it's so tragic, mm-hmm. Natasha Richardson she away. died in 2009 mm-hmm. uh, from hitting her head during a little ski trip, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even that big a hill. But she died, and it was so tragic. And she and Liam were just madly in love, mm-hmm. soulmates, yeah. and they had these two boys. And uh, if you watch the Inside the Actor Studio, which I highly recommend, it's on YouTube, with him. Mm-hmm. You know that question that uh, James Lipton used to say, what's the first words that Saint you hope to hear from St. Peter? Mm-hmm. Liam Neeson said, your wife's inside with a chilled bottle of wine, you know. Aww. I know. So, you know, uh, and and the son, Michael, was 13 when his mother died. Mm-hmm. So, so this is the first time they're acting together.
1: And this is James Darcy's first uh, directorial debut.
0: Right. And it's
1: about an estranged father and son. He is the cinematic. He was, if you watched Agent Carter, he was uh, Jarvis. Oh okay. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, who was uh 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 Howard's butler and the the person that was watching over uh Agent Carter the whole time. So, and he's he's in Endgame because he cuz when they go back in time he's still alive. So, aha. Uh-huh. Well, uh this is uh He was also on Broadchurch too if you
0: watched all of that. And stuff. agents just uh, And he was a agents sti-
1: of a shield
0: that's it for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. But
1: he also had a like minor role in Dunkirk. But this is his di- directorial debut. Right. And it's beautifully shot.
0: And uh, the story is compelling because if you know the backstory to Liam and Michael, then mm-hmm. it adds gravitas to it. But uh, so, but so, you
1: should you have to know the backstory? No,
0: but it's just if you like those act- – like, you know, I'm a big fan of Liam Neeson. And this is – he's not in his taken action mode here. He plays a – Is, a per- is yeah. this a period piece? or is No, it- no. It's contemporary. Okay. And, but it's set in the art world again. So two what? Italian movies set in the art world. Okay. So uh, Liam Neeson plays a bohemian artist. hmm and he was married to a woman who died but in her estate it was this this her family's home in Tuscany okay so he has let this that's
1: their inheritance
0: right so he has let this place go downhill and he is a pretty much of a mess of a guy mm-hmm. and so Michael plays his son who runs an art gallery in London mm-hmm. but his wife is divorcing him and taking the art gallery with her and he's so like So they he,
1: need to sell this
0: place in Tuscany so they can live. Right. And he's like you can't take that this is my life. And she's like watch me, you know. Mm-hmm. So he calls up his dad and says, "Hey, let's go sell the place in Tuscany so Liam Neeson gets in the van and they go and you can tell and it's run down uh, yeah
1: and it's really rundown, and it's, about, it's like you know that uh, that when you're on your phone and they do a commercial for gardenscapes where everything's horrible it's just like the mobile video game gardenscapes Right, so they
0: have to spend way more time there than they want and do more work, and they meet locals, and it's that kind of thing. Do they fall
1: in love? Well,
0: there's a beautiful woman who makes a killer risotto
1: Ah. at the the local restaurant. The secret to the risotto is stirring it all day, all day. And she's in fine, yeah,
0: and so it's one of those redemption movies. Mm -hmm. But it's nice, it's pleasant, Uh, it's nothing that's going to— you know uh, wind up on anybody's top 10 list at the end of the year but for a summer a sweet little summer movie it's perfectly fine okay
1: it has good motives are are, is this also is this also on apple plus
0: no this is a video on demand
1: on demand okay this is um ifc okay oh more IFC. IFC is the one releasing all the movies. Right. All right. So since that was – wait. No. I was going to say that was based on – that wasn't based on a book. The Orange Burnt – we should have gone the other way. We should have gone Made in Italy and then gone to Italy and then uh, the Burnt Orange Heresy was based on a book. And then The Secret Garden is based on a book. Right. It's based on a book,
0: but people that are fans of the book are not going to like this movie. Really? I don't Why? think. I liked it. I could see it because it goes supernatural instead of mystical. Oh, yes. I did hear that.
1: It, it, that the yes. Fact that it, the dead they, mom.
0: They change quite a bit. Of I,
1: used to, I liked the book, The Secret Garden. I, uh, uh,
0: of course, it's a, it's a classic, mm-hmm. and it's all about, and we could use this message now, the healing power of nature. One thing getting me through this pandemic is nature, and another thing is, like, little babies and uh, little toddlers and, and stuff. YouTube, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much getting me through this. So this is... The 1993 movie, if you saw it, mm-hmm. I really, I really like that a lot. And so that's the gold standard, that's the measuring stick. But this one, 2020, is only 99 minutes, so you're, it's not that. And Colin Firth plays the dad, uh-huh. and he was in the miniseries that they did, I think, on BBC a couple years. ago. It was ago. Hallmark Hall of Fame. that they Oh, did. okay. Well, so he reprises the repressed, uh, grieving widow. Mm-hmm. And Julie Walters is the very stern housekeeper, Mrs. Medlock. Mm-hmm. And Dixie Edgericks, who was in Summerland, and I think she's going to be a future child start in the manner of the Fanning Girls. Mm-hmm. She's very good. And she plays Mary Lynn. And uh, so she goes to this gigantic mansion. And uh, she's a brat because mm-hmm. she was raised in India, and uh, so she, this
1: this is a period piece,
0: right? She did lose. Oh, her, it takes place in the forties and fifties. Yeah, she. Oh, yeah, because it's nineteen forty-seven, mm-hmm. but it's still a period piece. Mm-hmm. And the book is by Frances Hodgson Burnett. If you don't know that already, right? So uh, it's very beautifully shot. The guy who shot it, um, or the guy who adapted the book. He's the one that did Harry Potter and The Cursed Child on Broadway. Ah, Jack Thorne. Yes. So, so he has that quality about them. The kids are really good. I mm-hmm. enjoy this. And then of course, because of the CGI, the garden is fantastic. So
1: it's, uh, it's got a little peril in it for kids. But what was Ju- uh, weren't we just talking about Julie Walters a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I can't remember what she was in. But she's in this one too.
0: Yeah, so she's so she's in this, and then you know it's all about restoring beauty, and the the vegetation is absolutely gorgeous. Is it real vegetation or is it CGI well, vegetation? I think it's a combination you can't tell. because I think the production designer went to great lengths mm-hmm. to go around London and get some really neat visual design, and. um I think his name is Dario Morinelli. Okay. It's got not or no. You know what? I think that's the composer.
1: Lol Crawley is the cinematographer.
0: Yeah, it is very beautiful, beautifully shot. It's the Yorkshire Moors. He did the uh, he did the Mandela long walk to freedom. Aha. And uh, Jack Thorne also wrote Wonder, which I cried my eyes out, and that makes me very motherly towards. Um, to Julia Roberts? No, to um, you know the kid. Oh, I just uh, Jacob Tremblay. Jacob Tremblay. You know that's why I I always like when what was that movie where it was a horror movie and he's in it. The poor kid. Oh my God! I just have this you know motherly uh, maternal attachment to Jacob Tremblay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, it's very emotional and uh, uplifting and. Very restorative, I think, with the nature. Okay. But if uh, they added a dog, what? Okay. And they have changed, people like dogs. And they added the moms as ghosts. Yeah,
1: that that's weird. So people people that are purists are really gonna be. But that's okay. You know, some people don't like it. Some people. I I like the Secret Garden, and I think any time that you can see it, it that's a good thing.
0: Right. And it also, it teaches kids about grief. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that, and it also teaches about friends, friendship. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a lot of good lessons and especially now a lot of good lessons. And uh, it's just one of those, if you haven't seen a movie adaptation, you're really not gonna, you know,
1: I mean, it's, it's fine for first timers too. All right, let's. Uh, what's a thousand cuts? I don't even know anything about that. It's a documentary.
0: It's hard hitting, and oh, it's good. Christian Amanpour from CNN. Oh, yeah, and it's
1: about and the, PBS Amanpour. She's her show took over the Charlie Rose spot. Yeah, she's very
0: good, mm-hmm. and it and is, she's on
1: sixty minutes too. Yes, and it is about
0: the uh, dictator in in the, the Philippines. Okay, Duarte. Okay, it's how he um, has used social media for propaganda. So it's a very timely lesson about the press. Ah. So if you like that sort of thing, that's
1: what it is. The documentary. Well, she's very good at those kinds of things. Right.
0: But. And it's, it's, a, it's a PBS frontline production. Mm-hmm. So I imagine, even though now it's video on demand, that it'll be on PBS eventually. Right, so you can you can wait <laughs> if you want to. Now the next documentary I enjoy tremendously and I think it is a hoot, it's called Red Penguins. Yes. It is about when the Soviet Union ditched communism so to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> when uh, it was Boris Yeltsin. <laughs> and the Pittsburgh Penguins decide they're going to make this deal with Russia because uh, the NHL was getting all these Russian players. Yes. And so the Russian Red Army was hurting. Yes. And so the owners decide to go in on this deal – to be part owners of this team called the Red Penguins. Okay. And it's it's a great documentary. And it shows the guy who was the promoter, uh, Stephen Warshaw, and he is a character. He's the one that came up with the Bears serving the beer. And uh, he had the – in this hockey stadium, they had a strip club.
1: Oh, good. We need more of that <laughs> in hockey, Maria.
0: <laughs> and – they took the girls from the strip club and came out during halftime or between break periods time. yeah between periods to uh and the the hockey arena was called the ice stadium mm-hmm. and so how were, original yeah they were stripping uh down as yeah it's just It's incredible. So they have all these talking heads. They have the Russian guys that are still alive, let's put it like that. Mm -hmm. And then they have the American owners of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then they have the Stephen Warshaw, who is is the character in himself. They show uh, one of the talking heads is uh, a hockey commentator that's very revered, Victor Gusev. Okay. And that – but some of the people in this movie are now deceased, and it also um, sh- talks – Were they – because <laughs> of the mob or because of the government? Uh, it could be either. Oh, okay. They, uh, they talk about the government. They talk about the oligarchs and the mafia mm-hmm. and the mafia involvement, and – at the end there, they're telling you about how all these people that you've just watched were killed. What? So that kind of dampens the hilarity of the movie, so to speak. But it is
1: fascinating. And funny, except for the uh, you know hockey players that uh, did not live up to snuff.
0: Right. It just shows how the free market economy was— probably destined to be a disaster in Moscow. These were communists that were used to having everything done for them, Mm -hmm. and and they were told what to do. Right. So this is 1993, the opening night, so that's what it is. The director is Gabe Polsky. Mm -hmm. I forgot to look up what else he's done, but he takes all this footage and it's so interesting. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think Michael J. Fox was one of the part owners really? of the team. And he's, he's quoted in it. Um, I, uh, I just uh, – and, and, oh, this place was just – just how the Americans had to bring in all the technology mm-hmm. and spent all this money. Oh, the best part is the Disney stuff, Carl. What? Michael Eis- Eisner wanted mm-hmm. to get involved. Okay. And he thought this was going to be really lucrative. Okay. But then, uh, as headlines started coming out, Disney didn't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. Mm.
1: Oh, the, he did the Red Army documentary about the Russian. Oh, ice which I team. really liked. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. So he wrote, directed, and produced that. So uh, Michael so Eisner. So he's sticking <laughs> with what he knows.
0: Yeah. Michael Eisner, um, right then, that's when Disney started the Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. So he was very much interested to get in on this uh, thing, but the underworld and the corruption uh, just kind of ruined everything. Uh huh. They have a <laughs> they have a segment on the Jean Claude Van Damme movie "Sudden Death." <laughs> what? Why? I, I, now I it, it's case why they they did this, Okay. But, yeah, so interesting, but yeah, it, it's you forget that period how it was. Mm-hmm. But so many of the Russians, uh, like the the head guy Stephen Morse, is like they're all drunk all the time. Well, yeah, I
1: I'm not surprised by that.
0: No, so th- so that's why it was really hard to do business with
1: them. Well, I actually want to I want to watch this because now I found out that he did Red Army, but. That that is a good pedigree. And he, he knows his hockey.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's just it's just for history purposes, it's mm-hmm. just fascinating because you just totally forget that period. Right. And I really like that movie The Red Army, so that makes me glad that he was involved in that because it's worth it. If you have if you are a hockey fan I am and as and I know you are, <laughs> um I think you could even do a a,
1: a double. Double feature?
0: Yeah. All right. So did you see an American pickle? Um, I tried watching it and I couldn't get into it and so I then, no. go back in, no. I only want I bet I lasted ten minutes. And I don't know what it is about my HBO Max mm-hmm. channel,
1: but every time I try to watch a movie on it, it buffers a lot. Oh well, I have not well, I've been only been watching a uh, series. I've not watched a movie on HBO Max yet.
0: Well, this is the first
1: movie from Cinemax original. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, I didn't see it and you didn't see it. And uh, also, we didn't also get to see Happy Happy Joy Joy, which I have heard is uh, kind of neglecting on uh, the fall of the creator of... Ren and Stimpy. So. Well, uh,
0: yeah, after I watch it, this we we will do it. It's a Vimeo link. Um, mm-hmm. I finally got it. We were given the wrong email to Oops. contact, and so I finally figured out what was the right email, and I contacted the woman, and she's very delightful, and sent it
1: to me um, yesterday. But I haven't had time. And, and and I guess they since it's out now, I guess they're not talking about the. Uh, reboot that's coming out on comedy central right we don't know
0: no so i thought well we'll talk about this next week okay yeah so um of apollo 11 which i kept talking about all last year yeah you did and it's now a year old it is playing at the science center Omnimax. how are they doing that i don't know but it's playing it but it's a new cut okay but st louis they
1: they didn't land on the moon this time
0: Well, St. Louis does have a history with this because Destination yeah. Moon at the Science Center, which I saw, showed how much St. Louis was involved in all that. But it's really a fascinating movie, and if you want to go to the Science Center and see it on the OmniMax,
1: you probably can't pick a better place. Right. And I'm sure – since that is a place of science, I'm sure that they are totally socially distancing. Yes, Uh, You saw Black is King on Disney Plus. I did. And it is a
0: visually stunning movie. Mm hmm. Don't expect any kind of cohesive plot.
1: It's a, it's an album. It's a visual
0: album. It's a visual album. It's loosely based on Lion King, and I would say very loosely based. Mm-hmm. However, the people in it are fascinating. And you see, I mean, Beyoncé is just looks like a million damn dollars all the time. I mean, she is just a stunning woman. Yes. So it anyway. is, it's this whole—it's her looking absolutely stunning— in about a zillion costumes. The the real applaud here uh, applause here should be for the costume designer because dear God, everything is symmetrical, all the visual scenes, it's it's gorgeously shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the costume designer is Zarina Akers. Okay. Or Akers. And uh, Queen Bee or mm-hmm. Queen Bay, uh, I had, when I was teaching at SIUE, the beehive. I had a student in the beehive. Mm-hmm. And oh, you could not say anything against Queen Bee or Bay. What do we say? Mm-hmm. But this the thing answer. is very extravagant. There are 40 wigs in the movie. There's very extravagant, opulent. It's a journey of art and music and history and fashion. And it is basically. Uh, showing the royalty of Africa mm-hmm. as a mother country and as uh, these people are really royalty and yeah, uh, they're princes, you know.
1: kings, queens. Right. right.
0: And uh, there's a few people you'll recognize in it. Uh, well, you have James Earl Jones's voice, mm. of course. And then Pharrell is oh, in it. Okay. And Kelly Rowland from Destiny's Child mm-hmm. yes. is in it. A friend of Nellie. And I think that uh, the the big song that's going to be promoted from this movie is called "Brown Skin Girl." Okay, it has a lot of famous people, in it, including Lupita Nyong'o, mm-hmm. and uh, that is probably going to get a lot of uh, a lot of play. It's. Uh, just the the visual. Her look. husband's
1: in it too. Yes, Jay Z. Jay-Z, I forget Jay Z.
0: And her kids. Her kids are in. And that blue Ivy. Blue is, Ivy. I hear is, she's is, the. Oh yeah, she's, she's a star. She is. She's a natural. Obviously, she's a mm-hmm. natural. But uh, it's Beyonce wrote, directed, music directed, and produced it. So she has her hands in everything. Mm-hmm. Which for a Triple woman threat. in yeah, which for a woman in the biz
1: is mm-hmm. really major. Well, she has. Some power, you know,
0: right? So I think it's the it's really good timing, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's very interesting. And uh, I was trying to find some more information. There's a lot of the um, Pan African movement. Okay,
1: there's African art mm-hmm. in the West, but it's stunningly just. I can't and stress this, it enough. This is interesting because you know the Lion King out came out a year ago. And so she was so moved by what she, she had accomplished. She only did one song on that one, and that, that was that right. throwaway spirit and, and well, song. And she did voice novel. Well, yeah, she did voice novel, but uh, she was so moved by what happened in that experience that she spent a year working on this, just doing this. Right.
0: And, and Disney's like, you can do whatever you want, honey. Right. Well, it celebrates African heritage and African ancestry, and I think right now that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. so yes I'm I'm glad I well, watched it. Do you it. know what
1: happened? She found out that the original writer the uh fine they did the Lion Sleeps Tonight in both the original and the remake of Lion King. And she found out the original uh, African the all that that guy never got any money for that because you know the tokens did it you know back oh. in the 60s but the original guy that came up with the you know uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. They, uh, right, Solomon Linda, the South African composer, got no money from that, and that made her angry, and she said, I want to do something that, uh, that celebrates the music of this, and so Solomon Linda is, his story, I mean, he died in 1962, but she's using the power of Beyonce to get his story told, for one thing, and two... Helping out African musicians. And, would, and you enjoyed it very much.
0: Yes, I would not mess with Beyonce. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, she is a force to be reckoned with. And she and Jay Z are right. together. They are a force. And I think she uses her power for good. Why not? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I'm glad I watched it because I kept hearing stuff about it. And I thought, well, I have Disney Plus. I might as well. And uh, speaking of Disney Plus, mm-hmm. I forgot to put this maybe on the list. I watched Howard. What? What is Howard? It's about Howard Ashman. Oh, the, okay. The lyricist of mm-hmm. Little Mermaid, Lion King, and Aladdin. Who, Oscar winner? Who tragically died of AIDS. AIDS. Right, be- right before Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast came out. Oh my god, the beginning of this just I just want to say that I saw that waking sleeping beauty and yes, so that, did is, you, that is a great which, film. It is a great film and uh in fact after I watched Howard it popped up mm-hmm. since you liked Howard you watched this but you know I already You'd since. already seen it. So but but, uh, How, but Howard this is his life and mm-hmm. it's told by his family and his friends and his former partner are his partner because I guess if you, you're like the widower, I guess if you, and uh, Alan Menken, it's mm-hmm. it's oh God, it just breaks your heart when he says the about the day Howard died, he had this dream in his head, mm-hmm. and it's like it, it was like Howard Lee, it's just really moving. I'm getting choked up now, but the beginning of it is fabulous. It shows the recording of mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast. Angela Lansbury, Jerry Orbach, Paige O'Hare, mm-hmm. who played uh, Belle. Bell. And it's the beginning song, Bell, which I love so much. Mm-hmm. And it shows the orchestra all together. Alan and Howard are there, and they're talking. And it starts off with this, and then it says, we didn't know in seven months Howard would be gone. Mm-hmm. It's directed
1: the, by Don Hahn, yeah, who directed *Beauty and the, Beauty Beast. And the Beast*,
0: and he's very reverent. Um, Howard, because he was a gay man mm-hmm. working for Disney, he kept it quiet, quiet for the longest time. But even
1: though Disney is very gay friendly,
0: so, so not well now because oh, we yeah. know this. But back in nine, you know, the early nineteen nineties, so it no, also I, it I, also no. talks about them uh, uh, because he and Alan Menken
1: created *Little Shop of Horrors*. Mm-hmm. Well. Waking Sleeping Beauty was Don Hahn's first directing, <laughs> so for for uh, features, and mm-hmm. so he he knows this subject pretty well.
0: Yeah, so it talks about how um, it talks about Howard's life. Mm-hmm. He grew up in uh, is it Wisconsin or Minnesota one of those areas or Michigan, I'm not even sure. Uh-huh. But anyway, he also gravitated to New York cuz he was very much involved in theater and it's about his uh his journey as a lyricist and also as a stickler uh-huh. for to fight for what he wanted. And he has a bad experience in the musical Smile with uh with Marvin Hamlisch. Okay. Why? And it's, it's – oh, watch it. It's fascinating. Uh, like, it did not do well on okay. Broadway. But it was the one – the movie – it it's the musical based on the movie about the beauty queens. Okay. That Michael Ritchie did in 1975. All right. Which I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jodie Benson, who played Ariel in Little Mermaid, yes. she was the lead. Okay. And so when, uh, when it got such terrible reviews and then they never – Saw Marvin Hamlish again. Mm.
1: <laughs> now, do they talk about Little Shop of Horrors at all? Yes, they okay. do.
0: They do. They go into the whole thing. They had this little tiny and Aladdin. Plat- Aladdin was posthumous. Oh, and Aladdin—he started on Aladdin really
1: early. Well, because it it took so long to make.
0: Right, really early. And they dropped it to go on to Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but it, yeah, it talks about that. But this Jodi Benson, who was Ariel in the mm-hmm. movie, yeah. she was the lead in Smile on Broadway. And she said she thought Howard felt so bad about the Broadway experience. He brought her on board for A Little Mermaid. Oh. And look at that. Well, that and and, and, it, and it shows, oh, it's such a good backstory. Jeffrey Katzenberg. And then there's Struggle. Like, Howard's the one who said make the crab Jamaican? Mm-hmm. And they were all like, oh, "Oh, okay. Well, that's a good idea." And it and, won him an Oscar. Yeah, and Ursula was uh, this really skinny, tall person, kind of like
1: Maleficent. Yeah, but you needed you needed a yeah you needed an octopus
0: right. And so somebody did draw that, and then Howard came in and he goes, "That's the one." Mm-hmm. So he picked the plump Ursula. And see that worked out. And they show, they the show, the songwriter had
1: that much power. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause by then, once, well, their Disney animation was rudderless. At the time. Right.
0: Right. Well, Jeffrey Katzenberg was really big on them. Mm-hmm. And so it talks about that. And it talks about like they wanted to cut. There's this whole big thing. They wanted to cut part of your world. And Howard's like, over my dead body. <laughs> you know, and, and so... Well, it's, they didn't have to
1: wait too long.
0: Yeah. So, well, you know. mm-hmm. but they, they talk about all the struggles for, cre- you know, just for creative mm-hmm. and that. And then the Disney animation, when Howard was getting so sick and they were bringing their, They, they were, were bringing it to his house. Yes, they had to, but they didn't know. And they were mad and then when they finally found out and they were like they were upset because he didn't tell them so long like Alan Menken was like because Howard was like we need to talk and Alan Mencken was like what he doesn't want to work with me anymore I don't get it I don't understand and he said when he went to Howard's apartment and Howard told him I'm sick and then he said it was like a domino mm-hmm. fell because finally people look back and go oh, oh well, that makes sense yeah yeah you know, and uh, it's just very tragic. The whole AIDS story is tragic, and mm-hmm. and it just. But his family, his sister talks, his um, his, but just all these. Uh, this one friend of his that works worked with him from the early days of theater. She got on board at Disney with mm-hmm. him, and it just the whole creative process. But it just made me smile so He's much. A re- Disney Legend. Yeah, remembering all this, and then it's just so sad. I remember. Uh, the guy at the Oscars, his partner picking up the award for him who said he is the first Academy Award winner to die of AIDS. Hmm. Wow. Okay. For Beauty and the Beast. And he didn't get to see that Beauty and the Beast was the first animated movie ever nominated, nominated for Best Picture. Best Picture, which is also very sad. And then... Uh, my my friend Chad Beglin, the lyricist who um, has been nominated for a Tony three times, he is the one that finished the lyrics for Aladdin for the Broadway musical. Ah, and that's how Mencken won his EGOT. Yes, and um, Chad is from Centralia, Illinois. Chad Beglin, and he mm. went to Indiana, and then he went to NYU, and. He uh, has written The Wedding Singer. Ah, oh, I see. And that. he got nominated for that. And he uh, wrote the adapt the t- stage adaptation of mm-hmm. Elf.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: And he wrote uh, The Prom.
1: I, isn't it just Prom? No, it's The Prom. The Prom. I'm Which was
0: Tony-nominated last year yes. and is now being made into a movie for Netflix by Ryan Murphy.
1: Yes. Of b- Glee fame. A friend of mine was a producer on that. Aha. huh hmm
0: So, oh, yeah, we have all the stages connections to all that. Right. So, anyway, Chad got invited to Alan Menken's house. Ooh. And so he went up there. You know, of course, he's nervous, you mm-hmm. know. So he goes upstate. This is, we're talking, uh, the the preview of Aladdin was at the Muni in 2011.
1: Yes. And I got to interview Chad. They did the, uh, they did the. That's when the genie rides through the crowd in a motorcycle, and that was John
0: Tartaglia. Mm -hmm. So it's all coming full circle. Anyway, I got to interview Chad before uh, Aladdin was at the Muni because you know he did it. So he told me how he had to go visit Alan Menken at his place in upstate New York, and he said which he said it was like Disneyland. Mm -hmm. But he said so he gets in his study, and there's all these grammys and oscars and and, you know it's very intimidating Uh to walk in look at all these things like okay but he did it and then he got tony nominated so so very good and then they they showed they show a lot of clips of all the disney movies well it's
1: also it's also um i think they're i think they use the same interviews that they use from waking sleeping beauty Because there's nothing new, (laughs) right? Right.
0: And then also they they delve into Little Shop of Horrors. They show the movie with Steve Martin and Mm -hmm. and Rick Moranis and talk about that and Roger Corman and stuff. So Mm -hmm. yeah. So that is still because you know I'm heavily involved in theater in this town and people
1: still do Little Shop a Mm -hmm. lot. And fun fact, even though they they changed the ending for the movie and then do they? So when they all right, tell me your fun fact first and then I'll ask my question. I was gonna say. uh, in at the Muni, in I
0: think it was uh, oh gosh I can't remember when it was at the Muni, but that was the first time Rob McClure was at the Muni. He played Seymour, mm. and this was when Paul Blake was still running so it must yeah. have been two thousand ten. And that was yeah, Rob McClure was Seymour at the
1: Muni for the first time in Little Shop of Horrors. Really? Yeah. All right. My question is this: the the original play uh, has a different ending than the film. When they redo the play nowadays do they go with the movie ending or do they go with the original play ending or does it matter they go with the original play ending really Mm -hmm. so people that have seen the movie first think it's changed okay yeah in fact i just saw i just saw it like a year and a half ago two years ago
0: um yeah people uh you know the plant is uh is uh
1: uh, just such a fun role for people Mm -hmm. and uh well this is another movie that was released it came out at the Tribeca Film Festival April of 2018 and now it's coming out on Disney Plus in August of 2020. Yeah. But uh, it's
0: it's really worth, like it's really worth seeing. I really enjoyed it and I was very very glad. Well, I'm glad I'm going to I'm going to see it. I'm going to watch it. Yes, it's definitely worth it and then um What else is out there? Well, if you haven't seen The King of Staten Island yet, like if you didn't pay the 20 bucks, Uh you can get it now way cheaper. On digital, <laughs> yes. And you then some some movies that we were like, uh, mm, but you like Swallow, uh, mm-hmm. it was all
1: right.
0: but but it's there. And then are you afraid of the dark, which is just coming out now on DVD, mm-hmm. which wasn't that like a long time ago. Seems like it. And then the high note, which I really didn't care for, but other people do. It's on so DVD, Redbox, Blu-ray, and mm-hmm. then the the Beanie Feldstein one, How to Build a Girl. Yes. So you can get those
1: in the red she, box. She's not British, by the way.
0: Did you know that the Red Box is available like as a video on demand? Like you know don't that. have to go to the Red Box to get the DVDs. Like you can just pay for it on TV. I did not know that. Yeah, because
1: they send me things all the time now. Well, um, next week comes out Tesla and what else is coming out oh, next so week? So much Desert
0: One. Which is the documentary by Barbara Koppel, who mm-hmm. is an Oscar winner. Mm-hmm. And she, it's about the botched rescue of the hostages, the Iranian hostages, yes. in 1979. And I want to contact Rocky. Uh, well, Spencer Sickman, his mm-hmm. son, Rocky Sickman's son, I know very well, and I want to contact him to see because they interview some of the hostages, so I don't right. know. If, if I don't know if Rocky's in it. But I've got that link. We have uh, the twenty fourth, which is a military movie. Mm-hmm. And we have Unhinged with Russell Crowe in Maybe. a road
1: rage. Maybe. Road rage. And also, uh, I think coming out next week is the movie I saw, the, the Lodge. I think that is out. Or is that out now? It's out now. All right. Well, we'll talk sure. about that next week. And then, oh, that movie Wretched, which, did
0: you watch that? Some people watched I it. I did watch it's, it. It is available digital, too. I watched it. Yeah. And then what, oh, God. I mean, I have like seven movies
1: to watch for next week. No, well, let's do it. Uh, cut th- oh, Cutthroat City? Oh, yeah. That's the RZA movie. Is that finally going to come out? Yes, and American they Street. They've moved kit. it four, five times. I know, and that, and then there is
0: another. Oh, um, the movie that was shot in Carbondale. I used to go here. Mm-hmm. Is now available on demand, but I haven't had time to watch it because I just found out that it was it was available. It available. and it was shot at SIU Carbondale. That Ooh. the the director and the writer, she went there. Okay, and Jillian, uh, Gill- uh, oh, what's her name? Jacob Flynn. No, wait Jillian Jacobs? Jacobs from Community yeah she's the lead okay. and Jermaine Clements or Jermaine yeah Jermaine Clement
1: He's from Flight of the Conchords he plays a professor that oh, she okay. was. okay and it was shot here all these people were in St. Louis and nobody knew about it right Carbondale yeah. wow well,
0: both of my children uh, got their BAs. Well, Carbon was not
1: close, so yeah. But a lot
0: of St. Louis people go there because I know. when my kids, one graduate, Charlie graduated in 2010, and Tim graduated in 2013. So yeah. So anyway, that is out now. In the big Hollywood news, Mulan is going to drop on, on September 4th. Disney Plus. Plus, thirty bucks. Yes, but if you can, if you divide it as a family, right, then it's ten dollars a piece. And then have you? Or unless you have a family of four, then what is the deal with this Quibby? It's like it's short form. Yeah, but is it a pay service? I don't know because nobody. They've got the the whole gang from SNL and and Thirty Rock right are doing a a
1: parody of uh, Murder She Wrote
0: right, and it's called Maple.
1: M- Mrs. Murders. Maple. Yeah. Yeah. And Paula like Bell, who is
0: one of the funniest humans on the planet. She's playing the Angela Lansbury role. Right. And then it's got J.B. Smooth, who is another. I mean, it has a
1: whole bunch of people.
0: Oh, I know. And and Lutz.
1: Mm. I love yes. Lutz. And uh, they also have the fugitive with Kiefer Sutherland.
0: Yeah. And who's the guy? Oh, a Boyd Holbrook. Mm hmm. So but it's not. It's Quibby. It's not. The wife is shocked. Oh It is He's accused of Of a bomb Oh Okay well Of setting off a bomb Change it up Yeah But
1: yeah I so, didn't kill my wife Oh we, wait Wrong Wrong. I wrong love fugitive. that movie With Harrison Ford Oh you mean the Richard Jensen uh,
0: David David Jensen Right Is it 1992 Or three That fugitive movie fantastic And then fantastic. they And then Tommy Lee Jones I don't
1: care yeah. And then they made U.S. Marshals
0: Right Which was Oh my god So awful But uh So i got to find out about Quibi because everybody's on these things. I know they're only 10 minutes, but— No, but their episodes are 10 minutes. Right, but you got to be able to, like, pay for it. You know, it's one of those—it's like how many—I swear to God. It's got the Chrissy
1: Teigen Judge Show on there, too. I just want to know how much we have to keep paying for this stuff. Yeah, you cut your cords, but then there's 25 other little cords. Well, Peacock is getting slammed. Well, because that is—there are several tiers to Peacock. But also they promised all the
0: SNLs and they, and they did didn't. Not I was li- one that told you that, Edward. and then but now they're
1: they green, green lit a MacGruber series. The MacGruber, <laughs> but the joke about MacGruber is that he always dies at the end, and that was the weird thing about the movie. He didn't die. No, and then they're rebooting. Uh, Say by the bell. Yeah, I don't know about that. All right, Lynn, where can they find you on the socials besides, like, right here? I am
0: uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I can't remember what else, but I have my own website, poplifestl.com, and I am with Ray Hartman every Thursday between 10.30 and 11 on KTRS. The Big 550 AM, St. Louis in the Know. And then I am in the Webster Kirkwood Times online Mm. right now. We're only online. Um, I do want to mention real quick Mm -hmm. that uh, theater, we have the last Muni episode, the Muni Summer Variety Hour Live Monday, which will be repeated Thursday. Thursday, And it's going to be super-sized spectacular. So it's free on YouTube. So if you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it. the St. Louis Shakespeare Festival is doing a late summer night stroll in Forest Park. It is fantastic. It is art in nature, socially distanced, wearing masks. And it starts at Shakespeare Glen. It's an hour. Um, it's like an hour and 20 minutes to go through and see all the different uh, installations. Yeah. And it couldn't be couldn't be more clever more beautiful this melding of art and nature it is because they moved the Shakespeare much ado about nothing to august september but right. then they can't have it and so uh this is the this is in its place but it's sold out because they're staggering right. the times it's it's a mile point two five. yeah but I mean, no, that's it's that's nice. Good. It's so well done. It's so well done, and it's all these arches. And if you want to go during during the day, they have a smartphone scan at each of the arches, and you can listen. Oh, to the dialogue and the music and everything. So if you can't, but it, they have a waiting list. So get. On, I would highly recommend getting on the waiting list. It's through September sixth.
1: You would. You'll Is that be, it? Shakespearestl.org? Uh, I think so. I think it's St. Louis Shakes. Oh, okay. But it's St. Find, Louis. Find out the St. Louis Shakespeare.
0: Yeah. So, so, anyway, yeah, just look it up. But yeah, you can register for the wait list, but highly um, just that. And then St. Louis Actor Studio is doing a big, huge fundraiser with John Hamm, Sterling K. Brown, the director, Corey Finley. And other people, they all kind of went to Burroughs and Wayne Solomon's oh, their hero, yeah. and uh, he's he was a longtime teacher there. It's and, STLShakes.org. Aha! Uh-huh. You were we were both wrong. And then uh, St. Louis Actor Studio is the black box that's right that's in the Gaslight Theater, and they're trying to survive. Mm-hmm. And so they've got their famous friends. Uh, so if you contribute, you have a chance at some sort of something uh, like when the world
1: comes back to semi-normal they'll let you know
0: yeah so i wanted to mention all those and we are not getting the drive-in at the walmart's because the closest ones are bloomington illinois Mm -hmm. and sedalia missouri
1: no st louis sedalia is on the other side of the state right so just fyi and my Um. name is carl middleman carl the intern you can find me online at underscore carl the intern on not facebook but instagram and twitter and you can hear me on the intercom family of radio stations and on the max on movies podcast you could hear you heard me yesterday on the dave glover show and then next week not this week but next week i will be on the wake up with jen and tim on y98 so you'll also hear me on the weekend report on 97 wow i'm everywhere you're everywhere that's good well uh our guest today did not make it so yes. oh that's right we forgot to we say forgot that. to mention that but we'll be back next week with a real guest right and, and more sh- things to talk about
0: and shark week ends uh Thank tomorrow night goodness. so hey that's it but we'll have lots more entertainment to discuss yes. next week
1: thanks for listening thanks bye happy trails